At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Warden News, October 2023. Warden's News is a collection of current Game Warden-related news stories gathered from news sources worldwide. These stories are compiled and read by Warden's Watch producer Jay Scott. This is an effort between myself and Jay to bring you current stories that aren't a full podcast, but we generally just look at the news, look at Game Warden-related stories, and we are putting them together for you. So there'll be hopefully a podcast every month related to this to keep you up to date on things that occur around the country from local to all the way to England this time. Uh, certainly uh, would like your feedback on if you like it and what you think of it. So enjoy this podcast episode, Warden News, all new on the Warden's Watch podcast. <laughs> Three suspects sought in Kansas City poaching incident authorities are on the hunt for three individuals believed to be involved in a poaching incident in Kansas City. The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks, with the assistance of game wardens, has released footage from trail cameras near 49th Drive that captured the alleged poachers in action. The incident, which took place on the morning of October 7, 2023, has raised concerns among local wildlife enthusiasts and conservationists. The clear footage from the trail cameras shows the three individuals, but their identities remain unknown. Lieutenant Canizaro, leading the investigation, has made a public appeal for assistance. We urge anyone with information about this incident or who can help identify these individuals to come forward, said Canizaro. He emphasized the importance of community involvement in such cases, stating, Poaching not only harms our wildlife, but disrupts the balance of our local ecosystems. We need the public's help to ensure those responsible are brought to justice. Members of the public, with any information, are encouraged to contact Lieutenant Canizaro directly at 785-256-1206. The department assures that all tips will be kept confidential. The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks continues to monitor the situation closely and has increased patrols in the area to deter any further illegal activities. For more updates on this story, stay tuned to our news channel. Next, we turn to Vermont for a story originally seen on WCAX.com. Vermont man ordered to forfeit car and crossbow in deer jacking case. 
In a landmark decision stemming from a 2020 deer jacking incident, a Johnson resident has been ordered to surrender significant assets. Shane Phillips, 43, will have to forfeit his 2011 Buick Regal and a Bear Saga crossbow, as ruled by a Lemoy County judge. This comes in addition to a hefty fine of $2,800 that Phillips has been directed to pay. The case, overseen by the Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department, reached its conclusion with Phillips's sentencing this past August, marking the end of a multi-year legal battle. The incident that led to this judgment took place in October 2020. Game wardens on duty observed Phillips using an artificial light to spotlight and subsequently shoot at deer replicas with his crossbow during prohibited hunting hours. When approached by the wardens, Phillips chose to flee, but was later cited and brought to court in 2020. The sentencing, however, was only finalized in August 2023. Reflecting on the case's outcome, Game Warden Lieutenant Carl Waden emphasized the message it sends to potential poachers. This verdict is a testament to the seriousness with which we view poaching. Those who are caught engaging in such activities should be prepared for stringent consequences, Wedden remarked. The repercussions for Phillips extend beyond the immediate financial and asset-related penalties. He will be deprived of his hunting and fishing privileges for the next three years. Additionally, as part of his sentence, Phillips is mandated to attend and successfully complete a course focusing on outdoor ethics, ensuring he is well-versed in responsible outdoor practices. The case serves as a stern reminder of the legal and ethical responsibilities that come with wildlife interaction and the potential consequences of flouting these rules. Next, we travel to Texas for a list of cases that was originally reported on KOGT.com. Texas Game Wardens Tackle Array of Wildlife Violations Recent reports from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, TPWD, shed light on a series of wildlife violations, underscoring the challenges faced by game wardens in the state. Here's a summary of incidents from Texas. Alligator poaching incident on Neshez River. A concerning incident unfolded on the Neshez River when game wardens discovered a 4.5-foot alligator shot with a compound bow. Investigations revealed that after injuring the reptile, the shooter and two accomplices captured the moment on camera intending to share it on social media. The shooter now faces charges for hunting during a closed season and without a valid license. Illegal dove hunting in Panola County. Over the Labor Day weekend, game wardens in Panola County encountered three groups hunting doves over baited areas, a clear violation of hunting regulations. The wardens took swift action, issuing 19 citations and confiscating 108 doves. Unauthorized fishing nets seized on Falcon Lake, in a proactive patrol on Falcon Lake, game wardens from the Zapata District discovered eight illegal hoop nets filled with various fish species. The nets were promptly destroyed, ensuring the fish could be safely returned to their habitat. Smith County Faces Dumping Dilemma Environmental conservation took center stage when a game warden in Smith County investigated a case of illegal dumping along a bridge and creek. Through diligent investigation, the materials were traced back to a local store leading to the arrest of a suspect for felony commercial dumping. Carnes County Dove Hunting Violations A routine check in Carnes County revealed several hunters exceeding their bag limit for morning doves. The game warden on duty issued citations and seized 29 doves as evidence. Out-of-season deer hunting in Hayes County A misinformed hunter from Maryland found himself in hot water after hunting a white-tailed doe out-of-season. Believing he was permitted to hunt, the individual faced a rude awakening 
when game wardens issued citations for hunting during a closed season and not possessing a non-resident hunting license. Next, we go to Mendip Hills in Somerset, England. Illegal poachers ravage farmlands in Mendips, sparking concern among local farmers. Local farmers are sounding the alarm over the escalating damage to their lands, attributing it to the activities of illegal poachers and hare coursers. Crop fields in the region have been left in disarray, fences have been damaged, and livestock have been set loose onto roads, posing potential dangers to motorists. The farming community has expressed dissatisfaction with the response from Avon and Somerset Police, feeling that the force is not taking adequate measures to curb the menace. In an effort to address these concerns, the police have rolled out crime prevention tips and are urging farmers to promptly report any suspicious activities. To combat the threat and keep each other informed, many farmers in the Mendiops have established a group chat. This platform allows them to share real-time updates and alert one another about any unusual occurrences on their properties. John King, a local landowner and an active member of the group, shed light on the severity of the situation. The issue has been plaguing us for years, but the recent surge in activities is particularly alarming, King remarked. He shared a disturbing incident where a resident discovered a dead deer outside his home shortly after noticing torchlights illuminating the nearby farmland. Highlighting the broader implications of the problem, King said, It's not just about the damage to our lands. With animals being released onto roads, we're worried about potential accidents. The continuous disturbances are also a financial strain for us. While the Avon and Somerset Police's rural crime team has been commended for their efforts, there's a growing sentiment that the force needs to allocate more resources to the issue. SGT Katie Mon of the Rural Affairs Division acknowledged the challenges and emphasized the importance of community collaboration. We're actively training our staff to better address these concerns. The farming community's networking is invaluable and we urge them to remain vigilant. Mon stated, the situation underscores the broader challenges faced by rural communities, often overshadowed by the more immediate concerns of urban areas. However, as SGT Mon points out, the stakes in the countryside are equally high, if not higher. Next, we travel to Missouri for a story first noted on KSDK.com. Jefferson County authorities caution against domesticating wild deer. A recent incident involving a collared deer labeled PET in rural Festus has prompted the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office and the Missouri Department of Conservation to issue a public warning against keeping wild deer as pets. The discovery of the deer, which was reported on private property on September 27th, has reignited concerns about the dangers and legal implications of domesticating wild animals. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Although the deer had disappeared by the time conservation agents arrived for an investigation, the incident has raised alarms about the potential risks to both the animals and the community. Dan Zarlenga, 
a spokesperson for the Missouri Department of Conservation, emphasized the legal and ethical issues surrounding such actions. In addition to being illegal to take in Missouri wildlife by the Wildlife Code of Missouri without the proper permits, it's not good for the animal either, Zarlinga stated. He further warned that deer, when brought into domestic settings, can become destructive and may introduce diseases or parasites that could affect other household pets. A significant concern highlighted by Zarlenga was the threat of chronic wasting disease, CWD, a fatal ailment affecting deer populations. Given that DeSoto is situated within the CBD management zone, relocating deer from this area poses a risk of spreading the disease to previously unaffected regions. The disease, which is slowly making its presence felt in Missouri, primarily affects white-tailed deer and other deer species. Reiterating the risks associated with CWD and the importance of maintaining natural habitats for deer, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office has joined hands with the Missouri Department of Conservation in their efforts to study and prevent the spread of the disease. Zarlenga also highlighted the challenges of catering to the unique needs of wild animals. Humans aren't equipped to provide wild animals with their specific diet and other needs, he said, adding that animals released after a period of captivity might lack essential survival skills or become overly dependent on humans. In conclusion, Zarlenga urged residents to act responsibly and in the best interests of wildlife. The best thing a concerned citizen can do for any wildlife is leave it wild, he advised. Our next story brings us to Oil City, Pennsylvania, and was first seen on ExploreVenango.com. Heath's market owners face charges in Game Commission sting operation. In a significant development, the owners of Heath's Market in Oil City are now facing legal repercussions following an extensive undercover operation by the Pennsylvania Game Commission. Rebecca S. Colvin, 49, and her sister Heidi Kathleen Wise, 43, have been slapped with 40 counts each of deceptive business practices and buying and selling game wildlife. The covert investigation, which commenced on December 7, 2021, was aimed at uncovering the unlawful commercialization of wildlife at the popular Heath's Market, situated at 220 Bishop Avenue. Over the course of the operation, an undercover officer made a series of purchases from the establishment. Alarmingly, a significant number of these products were found to contain white-tailed deer DNA. Items such as hamloaf, smoked hamloaf, meat sticks, and various bolognas were among those that tested positive. Further deepening the controversy, none of the products in question were appropriately labeled to indicate the presence of white-tailed deer, potentially misleading countless consumers. The undercover officer's diligent efforts saw them visit the market on 25 separate occasions, purchasing a total of 47 products. Out of these, 20 were confirmed to contain white-tailed deer DNA. Pennsylvania law is clear on the matter, prohibiting the buying, selling, or bartering of any game or its parts. In light of the findings, the Commonwealth is seeking restitution to the tune of $11,545.09. This sum encompasses the costs of DNA services from East Stroudsburg University's Wildlife Genetics Institute, amounting to $11,250, with the remaining amount accounting for the products procured from Heath's Market. The case is set to proceed to a preliminary hearing on November 29th at 10.30 a.m., with Judge Fish overseeing the proceedings. Now, we travel to Iowa for a story first seen on the DesMoinesRegister.com. Iowa DNR officer terminated for inappropriate use of state database. 
A recent incident has led to the dismissal of an Iowa Department of Natural Resources Conservation Officer. Angela Jansen, 41, of Central City, faced termination after allegations surfaced of her using a confidential state database to vet potential romantic interests. The matter came to the forefront following an event on June 14 in Ankeny. Jansen, while off-duty, was found carrying her service weapon in her purse during a date. The situation escalated when she summoned an ex-boyfriend, a registered felon, to retrieve her. Their subsequent altercation inadvertently triggered an emergency call from the ex-boyfriend's Apple Watch. Responding to the call, Ankeny police officers interacted with Jansen, who disclosed the presence of her service weapon and identified herself as a DNR officer. The conversation took an unexpected twist when Jansen allegedly flirted with one of the officers, dubbing him Officer Hot Stuff. She further admitted to potential intoxication and revealed her use of the DNR database to ascertain the marital status of individuals she considered dating. Although Jansen was not arrested, the uncanny police seized her purse and firearm and ensured she reached home safely. The incident prompted an internal DNR investigation, which concluded that Jansen had acted in a manner unbecoming of a state employee and had misused the DNR database for personal reasons. Her employment was subsequently terminated on August 2nd. This wasn't Jansen's maiden encounter with disciplinary procedures. In June 2021, she had been arrested for DUI in Lynn County, leading to a prior warning and suspension. Post-dismissal, Jansen sought unemployment benefits and was initially granted $4,832. However, the DNR's subsequent appeal led Administrative Law Judge Alexis Rowe to determine that Jansen's actions on June 14 constituted disqualifying job-related misconduct. Despite being deemed overpaid in unemployment benefits, Jansen was not mandated to return the funds due to the DNR's initial non-participation in the benefits hearing. Jansen refrained from commenting on the situation when approached by the Iowa Capitol Dispatch. For our last story, we turn to Kansas for a story seen on littleapplepost.com. Hunters in Cloud County cited for overstepping bird limit. Kansas game wardens have successfully apprehended a group of hunters who violated hunting regulations during the teal season opener near Jamestown in Cloud County. The incident unfolded when K-9 Creed, accompanied by his handler game warden Jake Brook, observed a group of eight hunters leaving an island in the marsh, each with their permissible limit of birds. However, suspicions arose when Creed, upon inspecting the island, discovered three concealed birds. Upon questioning, the group confessed to party hunting, a practice where multiple hunters worked together to hunt more than their individual limits. They also produced an additional hidden bird from their stash. As a consequence of their actions, all members of the group were cited for exceeding the hunting limit. The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks in their report emphasized the importance of adhering to hunting guidelines and praised the efforts of their game wardens in ensuring compliance. This incident serves as a stark reminder to the hunting community about the consequences of flouting regulations. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures, protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. This is Game Warden. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.